You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. Hello, Hello Riverdale gang. Oh, we spoke over each other. How many times has that happened in our entire time doing this podcast? Probably almost never. Not off the top. Definitely not off the top. Uh, Welcome to the Watch Long Critical Commentary podcast, uh, recorded usually on the same lands Riverdale has shot, the unceded territories of the Musqueam, Squamish, and Tsleil-Waututh nations, as well as the uh, lands of the Stolo people. Uh, I'm currently recording on Treaty 8 territory of the Creed, Beaver, and Dene, and Métis nations. Chloe? I'm over here on uh, Tuminus and Sunemuth territory, quite close to uh, Penelican Island. Um, so, uh, this is it. This is the penultimate Riverdale episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here we go. Um, this one's for us, essentially, is is what I felt uh, going through this. Yes. This one's for the Meta Nerds. Um, they, I feel like... Sometimes it's like writers don't watch their own show. This episode is like the writers binged and found all the loose threads to tie together. It's the anti-Lost. Yes, Yes. Uh, that's interesting. I've never watched Lost, but I believe you. Um, I think what I liked about this episode is that it was, I guess you would say, quote unquote, anticlimactic. It was, that's Mm -hmm. not what I mean. It was very soft. It was a very soft episode weren't any big bangs in it and that really worked Mm -hmm. for me i liked that um because Riverdale at this point really has nothing to prove it's done some weird stuff you know they seem to be queuing up something of a happy ending which is um delightful like yeah that's 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 actually i think what i want uh ultimately just so you're aware, listeners, um, we're going to do something kind of different uh, in the next episode mm-hmm. uh, with episode 20, the very last one. Uh, Ryan and I are going to go in not having watched it. So um, <laughs> full disclosure, like we are recording this after episode 20 has aired and we don't know what's coming. <laughs> um, and that's really fun. And I'm really yeah. curious because they've they've cleared up a lot of the sort of multi-dimensional plot in this episode. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Like and by I, multi-dimensional, I mean multi-time yep. dimension plot. <laughs> yeah, they explicitly say we've tied it down into one. Every yeah, which way. Much. Um a, a dark reading of this would be that Tabitha has destroyed all other timelines. Uh <laughs> it's possible a marvel universe style reading would be uh, uh tabitha the conqueror is clearing the timeline viciously um but that's a different au probably we'll find out next episode but yeah i agree they they wrap up the shenanigans um well while also yeah. still leaving them a present and real part um of our our cast and our our happy ending our ending, yeah. whatever it may be. Um, I still think time is a flat circle and we're going to get something cyclic, but I don't know what that... Maybe. Yeah. I've... Yeah. I've been we're pleasantly surprised enough. Yes, to trust them. Sorry, trust I, I misread the pause. I thought that pause was going to be like, <laughs> so let's jump in, and then I got excited. But yes, No, I let's do. jump in. I, I agree with what you just said, for sure. 
I'm between thoughts about the thing we're about to watch. Let's watch. Uh, queuing up right. your re- re- recordings, uh, presumably Netflix or otherwise, if you're watching along, gang. And we're going to sync on the Netflix Badoom in three, two, one. Badoom. And there we go. I'm going to have to turn my volume down just a touch. Whoops. Uh, behind the um, behind the curtain, we usually watch with uh, subtitles, unless there's singing happen, happening. Um, and uh, this time, well, we're at the end. We want it all. Yeah, we do want it all. I, I really like all. this detail about Archie's character that he's reading Kerouac. Mm, mm-hmm. By the way, are we slightly out of sync? Are you looking at Jughead's face watching the principal leave? Yep. Okay, yep. Good. never mind. We're in sync. Amazing. <laughs> We're in sync enough. Enough for a podcast. Um Yeah, so this this ties up the season as well. Like we we um we have a, a, a contained season of reality and plots that are summarized right there by Jughead, um, which is wild and weird. I'm not used to closure in this show. Yeah, this is interesting. Um, Betty is sort of sitting between them, almost like a like a mediator or a judge. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And doesn't really know what to do she also kind of matches the curtains <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it's um yeah how do you live after a big reveal how do you pick up yeah. the pieces um that's a kind of a weird place for characters to be because it we don't usually get those moments in tv um the scouring of the shire denouement <laughs> yeah um yeah it's interesting this very adult conversations that um, so this is an interesting detail. I can't even open a bank account on my own. I've just been watching mm-hmm, The Marvelous mm-hmm. Mrs. Maisel, which is takes place only a few years later in 1957, mm-hmm. 58, 59 in there. And Midge Maisel has a bank account. So I wonder which show is wrong. <laughs> Wait, is, isn't Miss Maisel can- Canadian or British? No, it took I might be wrong. Oh, well, I need yeah, to watch yeah. it. Or mostly um, I'll also point out it was uh, that banks are a state-by-state institution, um, and a great oh, yeah. deal of, of of base civil rights seem to roll out state-by-state state in the U.S. Yes. federal model. Um, yeah, so that inconsistency is its own thing. Like, Veronica moving here, she may have had a bank account already in California. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Um, hi, Nana Rose. I missed you. Yeah. Also, I can't believe that last episode getting taken away by the FBI is the last time we're going to (laughs) see Penelope Blossom. Um, I'm not sold it's the last time. I'm not sold we won't get a hurrah in the final episode. There's a whole other episode left. Yep. They got to do something with that time. And yeah. That's cute. I don't know. What so is we, it, Dr. Werther's? That's important. That's an important question to ask yourself. So I don't think I noticed that the first time. <laughs> um, where they circle back to um, Weatherby, uh, 
feels like a nice final cap on the things we could have done a little better in season yes. one game. Um, in that we're, we're finally putting some respect on that character, giving him a screen time and a plot and a placement that isn't just cult sidebar joke. Mm-hmm. Which, fine, and I appreciated, but cult sidebar joke. Oh, that, I, God, I for, did I watch this when I was tired? I completely forgot about this moment. You know, they tried to change gears in the second half when they break the dimensions. So I'm I'm with you in that we've kind of left the 55 in the dust. That's quite true, effectively. Also, the real doctor that this guy is based on actually did go to Washington and I think did have a job similar to the one he's going to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting. Yep. We're we're not being subtle. Um and it also is sort of interesting to think that this actual historical guy probably worked some low-level jobs in some some random places before he ended up doing a great evil in Washington. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe. Our origins, Maybe. origin stories. Loving where these two have circled back to as a, a relationship uh, brotherhood friendship. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. For some reason, Archie reading Kerouac is just, it's a very fun knot. I feel like Archie's supposed to embody a lot of what people who are optimistic about the United States would refer to as the American soul. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and so I think having him read Kerouac is, mm-hmm. with that in mind, is a fun choice. Um, Especially for the period that they're 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 emphasizing the transition, I think, into what the sixties would be. Um and apparently they have an extra bright sixties based on the action of six people and the long term ripple effects, probably mostly Josie McCoy. Yes. <laughs> truly crossed. truly so much, Josie McCoy. <laughs> um yeah. And we close Pep Comics, and we get closure on Pep, and the little town with Pep. Yeah. The Comet. Yeah, I, I wondered where this was going. But we also know that Jughead is somewhere writing all of this. <laughs> so there's that. That's a fantastic point as well. This I is not... That, <laughs> that, hi, that like meta Jughead is like, hmm, I'll get Jughead in this storyline to write about the Comet as a joke to myself. <laughs> oh, no, sorry. This is a Dubois story. It is, it is. Um, but yeah. that's a it's it's a meta choice for them this season that brought us into this this chunk of of story um, of of foreshadowing to um, yeah. kind of slow build through a period of literary canon that very logically lands on an adaptation of Dubois's The Comet, early mm-hmm. early early fundamental sci-fi. Um, mm-hmm. it's a great choice. I love how so. this is a very different conversation than I think the first time these conversations were had with Alice. Tony's there for one thing. Yeah. In the room participating with something yeah. to say directly. 
Girls, I would love to help, but the rest of the PTA... That's the problem. Yeah. It's not me. Yeah. Also, Alice, yeah. from what I can tell, you are the PTA. <laughs> yeah. Wield your power. Do not... Yeah. <laughs> no hiding. No hiding under social yeah, excuses. These weird gloves on Alice. Like, they're so weird. These, like, sheer gloves she's wearing. Oh, I don't yeah. Know, like, very strange costume choice. That's a great point that I hadn't noticed before. Um, and Weatherby gets a great speech. Weatherby gets to be an inspirational educator um, who is honestly at odds with Archie only for his benefit and wellness. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> also, a really fun tie. Like, nice orange and brown and blue they've got him in. It's a great yes. Tie. Especially with the blue curtain backdrop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good. It's a, it's a well-composed look. And, yeah, it's almost the yeah. Riverdale colors, but something a little different too, you know. Still a bit, still a bit sepia, still a bit browns in the waistcoat. Yeah. Hmm. And then they give him a good, straightforward speech, just just playing it straight. Yep. Moral. Boom. Let's get to work. Gosh, if someone had delivered a speech like that at my high school, I feel like the student body would have been like. Great, we're all becoming social justice warriors tomorrow. That was a lot. <laughs> this is the thing is like you forget that it's being delivered to teenagers because adults are playing the teenagers. And you think like, right. gosh, if I'd heard that when I was 17, you know. That's, yeah, that's a pretty aggressive rallying cry uh, for principles in action. Yeah. I should, I wonder what my teacher friends would think of that speech. Yeah, uh, and here, Archie Andrews and Principal Weatherby. Yeah. Back to basics. Back to basics. This I, is flat circle. I don't think we've seen much of the Riverdale cardigans, and I quite like them. Mm, agreed. They're they're a fine look to be used selectively. Yes. <laughs> I love um, cardigans. Interesting um, to me yeah. that they don't touch on uh, Grundy being displaced by this either. Yeah, that's true. They don't, unless they need an extra teacher. So this was the only sequence that I found completely <laughs> unbelievable. Yes, it's uh, it's uh, it's deep this, absurd. This like this like coup I don't find um, uh, surprising or out of character for the show but the random like oh so i'm coming out and it's the 50s and you're just gonna have to be cool with it <laughs> felt yes unreal to me for this show it's <laughs> there's um i think there's 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 a habit and tradition of a sunshiny optimistic future in a lot of alternate history type stories um mm -hmm. we want more hope than 60 years of aggressive struggle. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Up to the now current ongoing struggle. <sighs> I wonder if any of these moves are moves that she also moves in her first moves that she first uses in her first dance battle. Blech. Sorry, that was mm. a garbled sentence, but I wonder. Mm -hmm. Completely different style. Check, though, we're, we're too excited <laughs> <laughs> about what we're doing right now. But I see how they wanted to give a last hurrah to this this iteration of Cheryl. Mm -hmm. 
as well. She does end in splits, I think, in the first dance-off she ever does. Yep, yep, yep. She's used that trick before. Um, Evelyn's complete inability to match was a little bit surprising, but honestly, efficient for time-wise. Yeah. (laughs) That was so... But fabulous emotional reaction. That was really fun. Agreed. Deep breakdown social explosion. And, uh... Yeah, this is the... I understand... I, like, I agree with you. I like this alternate reality where we're dealing with this earlier in the century, but I... Mm. Yeah, I don't know. It just didn't quite fall right for me. Yep. It's... It's unrealistically perfect. Yes. I'll take it as it is. Um, and I, I will take it as... This is uh this is the super cool team. We're not telling the grown-ups this shit. Yes, that but is on this team we can all be be uh we can all be sports lesbians together. Yeah, sports lesbians. Yeah. Um, kind of a last hurrah from this fellow, I suppose, as well, who yeah, has been a. Uh, he's been a neat presence, I think, in Jughead's line, yeah. like. As a as a choice for a character mentor, um, come out coming off of per, poor Mister Rayberry, yes, Rayberry, yes, and neither of Jughead's, neither of the actors playing Jughead's parents, evidently came back for this season. So, oh, you're right. I didn't even notice that. Yes, hmm. well, we're I tying guess- up threads, not opening them. <laughs> Yes. Sorry, you were That's trying. True. I'm sorry. I was trying to remember Skeet Ulrich's name the other day. Mm, and I was having mm, a mm. really hard time. Anyway, I've just remembered it now because I Googled it gratuitously on air. Thank you, everybody. It's been like three been seasons, hasn't it? It's been a few seasons, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Maybe he's busy doing something he really loves. Great. <laughs> I would have um, loved to circle it back to Jellybean. Yeah, yeah. We didn't. Jughead has been parentless for a few seasons, which is mm-hmm, true, mm-hmm. I guess, in the comics too. Kind of. I don't remember. I mean, I don't think Jughead in the comics was homeless, unless one of the one of the aughts reboots did that. So I definitely uh, remember Mister and Missus Jones being generic suburbanites at the time. Oh, really? Yeah. I I the main. I think they generally have Jughead's nose in common and his uh, voracious appetite. Yum. Um, yeah, they're, they're extensions of Jughead in, in the old, old comics, from what I remember. Okay, you called this. This scene that I, I think... You totally called I, I did. I don't... It doesn't feel real to me. Like, it doesn't mm. have verisimilitude. I don't feel like these characters have been set up to ship. Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I don't think they're shipping. I don't think they're having emotions together. I think they're playing a denial game while having sex. Sure, but <laughs> even that, I don't feel like the show set it up. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, the show set up Tony and Cheryl. Yes, they they didn't exactly set up Sheriff Keller for other than his recurrent divorcing? I guess so. 
Yeah. Anyway, I, I'm like, I'm here for it. Cause I'm always here for queer characters, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. it didn't have the same like support from the narrative that I felt. I feel like other ships have had. It's a plot that suffers from the, from the, the uh, increased pacing of the end times. Yes, that's true. Bet you brought a whole book. Yeah, I don't know what to do with. So Veronica owns a theater. Betty wrote a book. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's this fine. Is pa- it's Riverdale. This is a great dress on Betty, by the way. <laughs> I, I feel like there's there's like three or four episodes of missing subplot about Betty becoming a an established writer with her her um, advice column. That would have underscored this plot. That, that just yeah, we've floated by. Maybe this has all been happening while we've been paying attention to the milkman and anticipating murders. Yeah, I mean, I feel I feel like it has it. It's supported. I just don't. Mm-hmm. I don't know. A touch haste. At this point, it doesn't matter. I love this show. We're still here. <laughs> Great. Betty wrote a book. I'm into it's it. Kind- it's kind of like your high school teacher encouraging you to um, illegally ride the rails for the experience as a, a as a summer plan as a sixteen year old. Yeah, like maybe yes. that's a little less distant in nineteen fifty five, but I, I I feel like there are safer options to redirect him to. Yes. Also, Clay is about to become a writer for the movies. Also, really appreciated that they yeah. put a realistic timeline on this production schedule yes. as, as they negotiate it and figure it out. Um, even to the point of, like, I would believe a, a young artists in their early 20s would be able to be pulling this off in a realistic way. And um, Absolutely. In, going f- in, in saying we're going to take four or five years, not only is that um, way more accurate... Uh, it's way more Bible and believable for me. Yeah, in general. Hmm, it's going to be an uphill battle. Um, but also she is now Lucille Ball, not her mother. She is Lucille Ball, funding Star Trek. Yes. A, yes. A, a, a bold period adaptation of a Dubois short, uh, short starring Josie McCoy. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, in the years before before Lieutenant Uhura. Yeah, it's interesting that they're talking about a comic book adaptation. That is what this show is, mm. a comic book adaptation. I see what they did there. The, the rights were languishing. <laughs> yeah, the rights were languishing. Yep. When properties flail and they do something like this with them. Many of what what feel like in jokes and in references, meta 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 references. This set looks a little unfamiliar to me. And I Agreed. wonder if they Agreed. just added some stuff to. Well, that's hmm. not true. Actually, we've seen the house. I wonder if they just add about a. I don't know what happened. Anyway, we're those here. those big hydrant those not hydrangeas those big bushes. Yeah, I don't remember being so yeah, not just new, but like fairy tale idyllic in the shot yeah. of Reggie sitting there. 
yeah, I think they they absolutely dress this porch that we have seen before. Some somehow different. Um, this is a great choice, Archie. I I yeah. think this is fantastic narrative and character choice for for both of these guys. What a lovely end beat to their relationship. Um, swapping families. Yeah. I also love the the complementary colors on these two right now. Yes. Lots of orange. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just some nice brown highlights. Yeah. And a heavy green behind us. Yes. They kind of did that with Betty and her mom in an, just now in a, the scene with the teenage mystique. They were kind of wearing mm. the same dress, but different. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, this is a lovely end beat for these two characters and this particular little narrative so that Reggie gets to go to camp. Exactly. And that there's cost and stakes and also a small a small way for Archie to make a, you know, a, 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 a small difficult choice. It's not running off to the military. It's not um, murder trials. Yeah. It's a real, like, the stakes feel great. Yeah. This is a great friendship. Yep. I love this friendship. Yep. Well done, show. And then Alice has one more creepy moment, just to just to wrap yeah. it all up. <laughs> all the times that this has been, all the times there has been someone in Betty's room. <laughs> Waking her up wholesome. to deal with her emotions, not Betty's. <sighs> I just finished your book. Mm. That's nice. Her mom read her book. Yeah. And absorbed the feminist manifesto. Yeah. Like, without being completely thrown. Yeah. It's kind of great. I love that's that great. she focuses on pride for Betty first. Like, that's yeah. the, the dominant emotion. Whereas, at so many points in the past, I think we would have had a very reactive Alice, who only saw yes. saw her, her, her trigger points and vulnerabilities and fears all throughout the book. All throughout the diaries she's read. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this is kind of a neat moment where Betty is saying, okay, here, read my diary. Mm -hmm. This version's meant for you. Yeah. That is a great coda for these two characters. Oh, the resolution. Resolution and closure. Really really interesting. Something that they play with in this show Mm -hmm. that I find very opaque as an experience is being mm-hmm. jealous of your children or mm-hmm. envious of their experience mm-hmm. um, or feeling foolish because your child is a certain way and you perceive mm-hmm. them as more mm-hmm. accomplished or more capable than you. Right. And yeah, it's not something I really understand, but I, I think it's an interesting piece of human experience and I like the way they play with it here. Mm-hmm. It's um they definitely live in a time, place, and culture where lineage and legacy have have heavy and dated meanings, right? Mm-hmm. That I, I I think is is foreign to a lot of families. Um, wanting needing and wanting a structural institution with resources to to give you safety at the family level isn't 
necessarily the same thing that it was in the 50s. Yeah. I guess generational wealth is still its own thing, but it looks different. Sure. (laughs) (sighs) And yeah, Yeah. I like that they can just kind of like they'll still send it out. It still exists. That's that's a really bittersweet endpoint for entering a period of heavy censorship. But great, we can do the right thing. Yeah, it's very timely. Mm-hmm. So many mm-hmm. books being taken out of schools. Yep, empty shelves. And, uh, yeah. Oh, man. That, that is just that empty comic mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. turns, or whatever the heck those are called. Um, I almost called it a turnstile, but it's not. Yeah, that's what, that's, that's the word that sounds right. Um, the tactile sensation of spinning it that mm-hmm. you get watching Jughead. Mm. Yeah. And uh... we meet again. And we, the viewer, know immediately that this is different. Also, she's dressed really modern. Yeah, I mean, I mean, period appropriate, but 60s, but still yeah, modestly safe. But that little yeah. matching scarf kerchief, that fabric pattern, and that color television. Um, okay, so now we've tied up the season. Um, yeah. I was not expecting this to be so low-key. Tabitha just sort of strides in. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Likewise. Yeah. Um, but it, very satisfying. Um, yes. How many, how many, if they had, if they had circled around this at all, like, we know where they're going. They cut to the good stuff here. Which I think I think they've they've correctly identified the good stuff is the characters watching themselves and reflecting on this show, the self awareness moment that they each have, um, letting the characters say the ridiculous summaries out loud. It's mm, it's neat. I loved actually recutting to the first episode in that manner again and again. It was such a neat detail. Yeah. Um, uh, a fun little fact about wonderful acting from Cole Sprouse here, by the way. So um, good. I uh, that song that we hear over and over and over again—that was the first song mm-hmm, in the very mm-hmm, first Riverdale mm-hmm. episode. That's yep. Saoirse Ronan singing. I didn't know that. What? Like Sir Sir Ronan and like Little Bird and Little Women and oh, so many yeah. other movies. That's Sir Sir Ronan. Biz- bizarre. What a strange yeah. connection. Okay. Yeah. I, I I'm thank you for catching that. I'm gonna dig into that yeah. later. Yeah. <laughs> uh. I feel like Oh no. Just for a split second I thought maybe my computer mm-hmm. was doing a weird audio Exploding. thing. Exploding. Fine. One last really technical sweet. difficulty for us. I'm <sighs> so overwhelmed. <laughs> so they um they get to a very wild place for shipping purposes. 
in in this episode. We're not there yeah, yet, but they, by, by the end beat. Um, for a moment here, Tabitha and Jughead are back in their relationship of last year. Like, that yeah. is revived, refreshed, alive again. Um, mm-hmm. And the recognition and decision that they get, that they land on, that it they're not going the same way. Like, yes, it's a wacky interdimensional version of a, a very mature relationship struggle that is timely and topical for you know where these characters kind of would be if you averaged out all the ages they've been. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's interesting. So it is interesting that we do end up in, we do end mm. up with staying in the fifties, which we weren't sure about. We yeah, that was gonna happen or not. I, I, I think it's very important how low the stakes that they've maintained in that as well, right? Like, yeah, they've lived a normal season, more relatively speaking, while still being Riverdale. Yes, absolutely. Also, I find it interesting that in this version, all of them believe him. Mm-hmm. 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 I'm I mean in this version he has a lot more to go on. Sure. Right? He's just watched their everything and can tell them creepy intrusive details rather than sci-fi about the future. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Mm-hmm. He does it more. Yeah, it's true. It's a little bit more convincing. <laughs> But that binge washing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Suggesting something, Riverdale writers. Mm-hmm. We get to watch them each react a little bit. Specific beat, specific yes. moments. It's it, it's very fun. I was a boxer. Yeah. Uh, it's the episode yeah. of all the references. You've had you've had a weird. You've had a weird journey as a character, Archie. You're right. <laughs> it's a very strange grounding, the 55 version of them, to um, to take on all of these life lessons and memories. Yes. I also... I wonder, like, they also absorbed the Rivervale lives, didn't they? Presumably oh. they watched those episodes. <laughs> I guess so. God, Big I reason about Rivervale for a sec. Holy cannoli. Big old reason oh, not man. to remember the bad parts for most of them. Boy howdy. I I would not want to be Archie remembering being the town sacrifice. <laughs> yes. <sighs> oh man. You know where to find me. Always back mm. at this bunker. This always the bunker over and over again. It's um I loved the way they reintroduced it with Dilton last episode. Yeah, that was super fun. That is very coda cycle circle ending where we began. Happy satisfying. Um yeah. the um they do this surging of lo-fi background music this episode mm. a few times. That is um I'm not exactly sure what or where the audio tricks from. I I think of them inception a little bit. Oh yeah. Um yeah. It's clever sound design what they're doing. It's disorienting. Yeah. 
is mm. Riverdale. It's so interesting because that first episode was so different mm-hmm. as far as this franchise is concerned. It really was just so cheeky and um yeah. And that it was a pilot. very evocative opening song that I was just talking about. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Cheryl and uh, Jason getting into the boat. By the way, I yes. think we have a from Julian where he's like, I'm not, I wasn't there. <laughs> yep. Yep. Well, I think they, they have a one-off line that uh, when they're saying Kevin doesn't want to watch and Julian doesn't want to watch because he's just a doll in this world. They oh, touch yeah, on it. that's right. That's Although we do right. see... We do see Kevin showing up for the supercuts, which is important. It's important he knows how many songs he's sung. Yeah. Hmm. It is important he knows how many songs he's sung. <laughs> I think Bughead Endgame is being queued up right there. Also, your dad, Veronica. <laughs> yep, yep, my that father, one. She says. Yep, yep that one. <laughs> yeah. Noting, I'm noting how much they're never giving this option to Alice or Mary. No. But also remembering the lives that Alice and Mary have had to live through. I mean, Mary hasn't had it too bad. That is true. Mary would probably want these memories, actually. (laughs) Alice is probably best where she is. Remembering where she was during the next normal musical episode. Yeah. Alice has done some healing in the past. It's true. She has. <laughs> uh, mm. I love these the, the repeating clips. Yeah. Oh yeah. Fangs gets to discover that he was a background character for like a whole yes, dimension. It's, <laughs> it's a lot of where am I? Later when they show Dilton yeah. watching this, I, I definitely wonder like how how do you feel about this show, guy? Yes. <laughs> Especially Dilton the at the supercuts, at the happy supercuts. Yes. <sighs> I I quite enjoy that in um in a big plot full of um we can't do this because MacGuffin. We can't do this because yes. Deus Ex Machina. We can't do that, it's that. Um when they come up with yeah. a real simple ask from Angel Tabitha here, um, can we just remember the good stuff? The answer is I yeah. I very mm-hmm. find this very interesting metatextually because mm-hmm. it is mm-hmm. a little like the show is saying, I know we did some weird stuff. Just remember <laughs> the stuff you enjoy. But also, isn't yeah. that what we do with any piece of art that we enjoy? Really? Supercuts. Mental supercuts. What we keep, what we toss aside. This is such a sweet end scene. Yeah. 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 Julian's there, but awkward. Just awkward. (laughs) The dads. Mm -hmm. Of course, Luke Perry, RIP. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, this sweet little sequence. I feel like. There's so much of this that yes. I just forgot. Sorry, you were going to say, Ryan? Oh, they're queuing us up for a binge watch is also important here. They are they are yeah. saying, hey, go rewatch this. Yes. <laughs> Which, That's hey, true. it's important we wait till the strike ends <laughs> before yes. doing... 
Um, hope of predicting the future here is hoping. Do do do. Here in the afterglow of the day. Weird beat of a cast watching essentially teenage versions of themselves almost a decade yes. later as Certainly well. Early early twenties version. Yay. <laughs> They're doing so much with intention that I remember Glee doing sloppily and accidentally. Yeah. <laughs> this cute little moment. Supercut. Every yeah. time a boy kisses Archie, that's in my supercut. <laughs> one scene. And that one exciting one that almost... Yeah. Dilton, why do you look so satisfied? You've ha- You've seen... Three seconds of yourself at best. Yeah. Everybody's smooching. Oh, the closet. (laughs) Every single thing about Dilton had to do with violence and death and gunshots. And his death. True. Until this season. Maybe they. And he saw so many bunker scenes. So many scenes in his bunker where he could could wonder, where am I? I love this smooch montage. Mm-hmm. All the no ships. No one's awkward about it. I feel like one person would be like, "A" or something. I don't know. We've yeah, they're burnt out on sexuality. It's not real at this point. They've been too many of them's. Yeah. They're they're a big polyamorous polycule. It's great. Yeah. In whatever configuration Crazy. works for the for the the theme. Mm. Not this configuration. Yeah, there is already another Tabitha here. That could get awkward. Also, Tabitha it, doesn't get to know what happens to Tabitha. That's true. That's but, but they do. Like she has a very good life. So yeah, they seem they give her a real good coda as well. Like I can see future Tabitha d- deciding I'm not going to mess with that. That's <laughs> if I could not know any of this. <laughs> it also gives me anticipation for next episode yeah you know i am um, i forgot that they had a like growing old together experience mm-hmm. yeah i completely it, forgot about that i like i can't i literally can't remember this epic date that they're referring to it was oh I well it was remember titanic but that's it it was at the end of the superhero season, and you had a new noob child. So it's uh, normal yes. that you wouldn't remember details coherently from that particular time period. I but yeah, remember. time bubble. Something they get yeah. <laughs> they've gotten a happy ending already, which is it's hard to it's hard to accept and absorb a happy ending and then keep going. Sure. Some. Um, Everyone is sad. Yeah. End times. Grief, loss, finishing, nostalgia. Mm. Not anymore. The comet, mm-hmm. the end times. That doesn't happen. Surprise. Remember how the town was crap? Because yes, Reagan. The town was crap. <laughs> I think I think y'all prevented Reagan. That's my bet here. That's cool. Instead, we're living in the Watchmen, Watchmen TV universe. (laughs) Um, 
I fr- they had a really beautifully lit kiss in one of the other. Mm. Yes, they episodes, did. And I feel this feels like a bookend to that. Many visual bookends. Um, this episode is is more carefully storyboarded, I think, than than we are used to in a show like Riverdale. Oh, yeah. Last time it was like this blast of light behind their lips, and now it's like this very soft, sweet. Yeah, disappearing. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a it vanishing in the moment, but there's no hiding to it. Yes. I wonder where Angel Tabitha is off to. Do angel things. <laughs> She's got NPC vibes now. Um, yes. non-player character. Like, she is. She was once a player character, but this version of her is very much here to Gandalf you. Yes. Hmm. Yeah. Important detail here that they just land on. Betty and Jughead, remember. Yeah. <sighs> That's fun. Mm-hmm. Also, um, why I'm saying Buckhead in a game. Could be. We'll see. They were always a fan favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, I, but I do think in terms, like, they were probably sitting, I think if it isn't Buckhead Endgame, I would imagine mm-hmm. they were sitting around the writer's room going, like, it's just not believable that Betty would choose to forget the bad stuff, which I think is true. Yeah, yeah, agreed. I, at first flush, I, I felt weird about Veronica taking that deal as well, but then we rehashed some of the things that happened and choices she made that. Yeah, like killing two yeah. people, one of whom she was married to, one of whom was her dad. Yep, yep. Those were rough memories, yeah. Yeah. I think Pops yeah. deserves to watch his flashback. I think Pops Pop, served in Nam. I think Pop sort of knows everything. I think that's what they're going mm. for. He doesn't. I don't think that's true. His granddaughter's um, an angel. Yeah. Goodbye, Riverdale. Ah, so th- there's um, there's a heavy, heavy, heavy nostalgia aesthetic to this show mm-hmm. that is their opening beat, and they they end this penultimate episode diving right back into that vibe. Um, yeah, I think I think we're kind of done. In a in a in a in a very real things happening way. Yeah, I mean, I can't really think of there being much more plot to wrap up, so I'm very curious about what's mm-hmm. about to happen. Yeah, on to episode yeah. episode twenty, gang. For context, Chloe and I are about to roll in blind to our first watch yeah. recorded live in. Uh, so join us in our next episode in five minutes or whatnot. Yes. <laughs> um any unless we have anything else we wanted to touch on on that very neat tidy um wrap up. Yeah, it was very neat. It was very tidy. I appreciate that there's no cliffhangers. I appreciate mm-hmm. that it wasn't super melodramatic actually. I I kind of mm-hmm. liked it was just very soft like I said. It it worked for me. Yeah. It was very kind to these characters, which is very nice to see for them after 7 years of real hot messes. Real yeah. big messes. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I have no idea what they're going to do in the 20th episode. None. Well, 
let's go do that, Chloe. Okay. Bye. See you soon, gang. See you in a few minutes. <laughs>